The following audio has been extracted from my YouTube Grow video, Afghan Kush Grow Series. Please don't forget to check out the video on my YouTube page, at Cali Green, and also follow me on Instagram, at California Green 420. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Peace. You have just tuned in to a Cali Green Grow Series. If you're a first-time grower, have never grown before, or just like watching grow videos, get ready to grow along with me. I got the Cali Green Afghan seeds, so I guess it's time to tear this package open and get started. Inside the package, there's a container with 10 seeds. There's also a desiccant that'll keep the seeds fresh for up to five years if unopened. I've poured a quarter cup of RO water into my Ziploc sandwich bag. I'm gonna place my dry paper towel inside the bag and let it soak up the water. Once the paper towel is fully saturated, I'll pull it out, place it on a paper plate, and open it up. These are regular seeds. This means that the plants grown from these seeds will either be male or female. I'm only gonna germinate four seeds out of the 10 in the pack. You could do all 10 if you'd like. I'm gonna place the four seeds on one side of the damp paper towel. Now I'm gonna fold the top half of the paper towel over the seeds. The paper towel containing the seeds will go back into the sandwich bag. Now I'm gonna place the bag in a dark warm place. My favorite place is on top of my router behind my TV. Seeds only require warmth, water, and time we give them water we put them in a warm place now we're just going to let them do their thing these seeds should only take two to three days to germinate in the meanwhile i'm going to get myself ready for the next step soil quality is very important i'm going to use fox farm ocean forest soil if you can't get your hands on this soil make sure the soil you use is very well aerated is peat moss based and has organic amendments listed in the ingredients i'm also going to need solo cups with drainage holes cut out the bottom mycorrhiza, seaweed extract, and filtered water. I'll be using reverse osmosis for my high pure water system. It only took three days on top of my router for the seeds to germinate. Two of the seeds have really long tap roots. These two were probably done a day earlier. It's really not necessary for the tap roots to grow that long. All we're looking for is that tap root to poke out the seed. All of these seeds are ready to be planted in soil, but before I do that, I'm going to add some mycorrhiza. Mycorrhiza are a species of fungus that attach themselves to the roots. This fungus grows at a really fast rate, and it's able to absorb water and nutrients faster than your plant's roots can. In exchange for its nutrients and water, your plant gives up its excess sugars and carbohydrates. This is a 100% natural and organic process that happens all the times outdoors. I filled my solo cups with Fox Farm Ocean Forest soil. I'm going to use a pen to poke a hole in the soil about the size of the pen tip. Now I'm going to drop my seed in and I'm going to make sure that the taproot is facing down. I'm going to be vegging these plants in a 36 by 36 grow tent. It's been cold in Southern California, so I'm going to use a heat mat to keep the soil and seeds warm. The following weeks will be the most sensitive time in your plant's life. Watering too fast can uproot your seedlings. I'm going to fill a regular spray bottle with a mixture of RO water and seaweed extract. I'm going to spray all the seedlings I just planted with this mixture. Now I'm going to cover the solo cups with sandwich bags, and this is going to maintain that humidity and warmth that we need. It took three days in the dark for the seedlings to sprout. Now that they've come up out of the soil, they're gonna need light. I'll be using a clip-on hood reflector. I only have a 40 watt equivalent light, so that's what I'm gonna use. I'm gonna set my timer for 18 hours on and six hours off. By nine o'clock in the evening, the seedlings really started to perk up. One of the seedlings came up with the seed shell, but that'll probably drop off in the next few days. But the last seedling is the most interesting one. This little guy came up backwards, 
I've never seen this before. I'm gonna dig up the seedling and plant it the correct way. I don't know if it's gonna live or not, but I'll give it a shot. I'm also gonna spray it down with the RO water and seaweed mixture just to make sure it doesn't dry out. Day seven and the seedlings are stretching up towards that light. Two seedlings are doing excellent, growing along the way they should be. One seedling is still having trouble dropping what's left of its shell. And the backward seedling, it's still confused. I'm still struggling with temperatures. The only reason these seedlings are doing good is because the heat mat is keeping that soil warm. So I'm gonna swap my small bulb for my top shelf C400 LED grow light. Because these lights are so intense, it should be able to warm up my tent just a little bit more. In the move, one of the seedlings dropped over to the side. This is a very easy fix. I'm gonna use a paper clip to prop it up. I wanna prevent this from happening again. So I'm gonna turn on my small AC powered fan. The air turbulence is gonna cause the seedlings to move, but the movement is gonna strengthen the stems. Day number nine and the plants are growing along as they should. I've gotten a little bit of stretching, more than usual for me, but I'm not worried because they're still young and with time, the stems will get stronger. I haven't watered since I planted the seeds in the soil, so today we're gonna to water. I've got a spray bottle filled with reverse osmosis filtered water. I've added one milliliter of liquid seaweed per quart. The root systems on these seedlings aren't well developed. They're barely holding onto that soil, so watering gently is key. Day number 11, the seedlings are starting to pick up their pace. This is mostly due to the temperatures and humidity. Cannabis grows really quick when the environment is right. I like my temps between 73 and 82, and my humidity above 50% at this stage. The seedling that started off backwards has finally figured it out. She's way behind the rest of the seedlings though. But you know what? This is a personal medical grow and also a hobby that I love, so we're just gonna wait on her. Day number 13, the temperatures and humidity have been really stable, so the plant's growing at a steady pace. I'm gonna water again with the same mixture as before, but this time we don't have to spray because the stems are a little stronger. Day number 14, I like to spray my seedlings every other day with a mixture of RO water and liquid seaweed. I've been using a small humidifier to keep the humidity above 50%. Day number 16, the seedlings have stopped stretching and are putting all their energy into creating new leaves. The topsoil is dry. This is a good indication that I need to water. I'm using the same solution I mixed two weeks ago. These plants don't drink that much at this stage and I haven't had to water much. I'm gonna water these plants slowly. I don't know how well rooted they are and I don't wanna uproot anything. Day number 18. The backwards plant is still lagging behind, but at least it's alive. Cups are feeling a little light today, so I'm gonna water. It took 18 days to finish off my original watering mix. Today I'm gonna to mix a new batch. I start with a quart of RO filtered water. I just got a new bottle of my favorite seaweed by Blue Planet Nutrients. I'm gonna mix one milliliter of liquid seaweed to one quart of RO water. The mixture will go back into the spray bottle. I use this mixture as a daily foliage spray as well. Number 21, plants have now started to create side branching. I'm gonna let these develop a little bit more before I top. I've been looking at these plants under the LED lights for the last three weeks. Let's take a look at them under natural light. Day number 23, it's been a little warm lately and I accidentally let the soil dry out too much. The leaves will always tell you when there's something wrong and these leaves are droopy and sad. Now the microbes living in your soil, they also like water. They use it to get around and also to absorb the nutrients through osmosis. When the soil goes dry, these microbes are either go dormant or die. I'm gonna water today and I'm gonna use herb to bring bacteria back into the soil that we may have lost. I'm gonna add three millimeters per quart I'm also gonna add two millimeters of liquid seaweed. The pH was naturally 
The temperature is way too cold though. I'm gonna let this water rest inside the tent so it warms up a little bit before I water. Day number 25. Now that the roots are starting to fill up the cups, the soil is drying quicker. I'm gonna water with reverse osmosis water and I'm not gonna pH. The water temperature is about 67 degrees. I give these plants a quarter turn every day. Day number 26 and it is time to transplant. I placed a solo cup in the center of a one gallon pot. I filled soil around the outside of that solo cup. When I remove the cup, there's gonna be a perfect hole for my root ball to slide into. I'm gonna sprinkle mycorrhiza into this hole. I'm also gonna make sure that I cover the walls. Now all I gotta do is transplant. Now sometimes that root ball gets stuck in the solo cups. When this happens, I like to squeeze around the outside of the cup. Doing this loosens the root ball and allows it to fall out easily. I'm also going to sprinkle mycorrhiza on that root ball. And since the hole is a perfect size, the plant slid right in. Last thing I'll do is water that pot. I'm giving it a mixture of RO water, herb, and liquid seaweed, pH to 6.8. Day number 27. It looks like the plants love the transplant. I'm going to let them settle into their pot for three days before I do the first topping. Day number 32. I'm going to water with seaweed extract and RO water. Day number 35, a few days ago I topped my plant. Topping removes the leading stem. When the leading stem is removed, hormones called auxins are rerouted to the lower part of the plant. Cannabis usually grows in a straight line with one leading stem, but when you remove that leading stem, two stems take its place. The backwards run is still in a solo cup. When the roots start to fill the cup, the soil dries quicker. This plant is drying out every two days. I'm gonna water with seaweed extract, a little bit of herb, in reverse osmosis water today. I have a feeling she's starting to fill this cup, so I'm probably gonna transplant in the next few days. Day number 39, all the plants are growing nicely. They're showing nice side branching as well. The runt hasn't been topped yet, so I'm gonna to top her today. Day number 41, I put all the plants side by side so you can see the variations that you might come across if you're growing my seed. Short runt is drying out almost daily now. I'm gonna have to transplant her out soon. Today, I'm just gonna water the plants with plain RO water. Day number 44, today is transplant day. I'm gonna mix my version of the super soil mix. I call it the Cali Green Soil Mix. This soil mix is 100% organic. The basic idea is to grow and maintain good bacteria in your soil. You take care of the bacteria, bacteria will take care of your plants. My base soil is Fox Farm Ocean Forest. I use this because it's available locally, but they also use really good organic amendments. The texture is light and airy, and you want this because your plant roots love oxygen, and the good bacteria love it too. My second ingredient is compost. Now this is not the best you can get, but it was all that was available. Three simple ingredients in here, composted wood, mushroom compost, and sand. And the idea is to provide different sources of organic material for your bacteria. I also amend my mix with organic fertilizers. I've been using Dr. Earth's Flower Girl mostly because it's OMRI certified. It's got all kinds of good ingredients like fish bone meal, feather meal, alfalfa meal, kelp meal, seaweed extract, rock phosphate. It also has all sorts of different strains of mycorrhiza. And last but not least, worm casting. It's got all sorts of minerals, microbes, and bacteria. It holds water really good too. Alright, so let's get this soil mixed up. As I mentioned earlier, I start off with a Fox Farm base. I add 8 quarts of compost. 5 quarts of worm castings. 1 and a quarter cup of flour girl. 
and five quarts of small perlite. Mix it up really good so all the ingredients are spread throughout the soil mix and you're done. The soil mix is ready to use. The last thing you should do after you transplant is activate the mix by watering with compost tea. I placed a one gallon nursery pot inside of a seven gallon fabric pot. I then filled soil around the smaller pot. When I remove the smaller pot, I'll have a perfect hole. I'm gonna sprinkle the hole with Root Magic Mycorrhiza. I'm also gonna sprinkle Mycorrhiza on the root bulb before I transplant. The root's still small, so I transplanted it into a one gallon nursery pot. I watered all the transplants with compost tea. Day number 50, all four plants have shown sex. The runt is a male. You can tell by the pollen sacs that have started to form. The first bushy plant is also a male. The second bushy plant, male. So that brings us to the tall leggy pheno. This one's a female. I'm gonna take clones from the males, but the big plants are getting tossed out. I don't have any space. Day number 52. I'm gonna hang my trellis net today. The trellis net will help train my plants and create a more even canopy. These lower branches will never make it to the top. Flowers that don't make it to the top are usually airy and don't produce as much trichomes as tops. They're pretty much just using up energy at this point. So I'm gonna cut these lower branches. I'm also gonna trim the stems up to the third node. Day number 54. I'm gonna change my light cycle to 12-12. That means 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness. I'm also gonna turn on the bloom mode on my LED lights. Day number 11, during this phase of the plant's life, the stems grow up to two inches daily, depending on the strain. I'm currently getting about an inch of growth per day. I like to use the trellis net with the three and a half inch squares because it only takes a few days for the branches to grow tall enough to reach the next square. I've been misting my plant daily with a mixture of seaweed extract and RO water. I've also been watering every three days with seaweed extract in RO water, pH to 6.8. I've been doing this by hand with a watering can, but I recently made some upgrades. I've installed a low pressure dripper system. I'm using Netofim sprayers for now, but this might change. Let me show you how this works. I'm using a 320 gallons per hour transfer pump to pull water up and out of the reservoir and feed the sprayers. The reservoir is a 30 gallon heavy duty storage tote. It's filled with plain reverse osmosis water. A three quarter inch PVC pipe is used to pull water out of the reservoir. On the exit side, I have installed a half inch irrigation tube. The change in size increases the water velocity. This half inch tube runs across my entire Botanicare grow tray, which is 36 by 36. The half inch tube is tapped, then branches off with quarter inch irrigation tubing. This tubing connects directly to the sprayers. My autopilot has a CO2 control outlet. This is pretty much a recycling timer. I set a timer to start the pump 30 seconds when the lights come on and 30 seconds 8 hours into the light cycle. This is temporary. I'll probably get a dedicated timer soon.
This system waters my plants daily with reverse osmosis water. Today, I'm going to water my plants with compost tea and a little bit of herb. Day number 19. I've been doing a pretty good job of training these plants, and the canopy's filling in really nicely. The flowers have started forming, and the stretching should slow down a bit. My watering system is not 100% dialed in. The edges of my pot are drying out. I'm going to have to make some adjustments and maybe even add more sprayers. Today I'm going to water using Herb in our water pH to 6.8. I have to water slow and carefully when the soil is dry. Dry soil sort of repels water. If you water too fast, paths are created in the soil and the water just drains out. What I like to do when this happens is water a little bit at a time. I'll let it rest for 5 minutes, then come back and do it again. Day number 27. This plant started showing flowers about 8 days ago. The shape of the flower is developing and I can tell these are going to be long buds. The trichomes are also starting to show. I added perlite to help slow down the evaporation from the top of the soil. The microbiology in my soil is on point and my plant is dark green. This growing method is simple. I already did the work when I mixed the soil. All I gotta do now is keep an environment that microbes like. They don't like salts, chlorine or extreme temperatures. If your environment's on point, the microbes will thrive. If the microbes are thriving, they're also breaking down organic material in the soil and turning it into plant usable nutrients, which means that your plant will also thrive. Day number 32, the flowers continue to swell and the plant is lush green. My drip irrigation comes on once a day for a minute at a time. It waters my plants with plain reverse osmosis water. Every other week, I give my plants compost tea. I'm going to show you how I make compost tea for the flowering stage. I brew mine in a 5 gallon bucket. I use an Active Aqua 2 outlet pump. I'm also using an Active Aqua 4 inch disc air stone and about 5 feet of air tubing. Water quality is critical so I'm using a high pure water RO filter. If you don't have an RO filter, make sure you use water that's 100% chlorine free. I filled my bucket with clean reverse osmosis water. I placed my air stone in the center of the bucket. This air stone has really cool suction cups which keep it from moving around and flipping over on you. It only has one inlet though. The pump has two outlets. I use the drip irrigation T connection to split the tubing so I can use both outlets. I'm going to add two scoops of Easy Weed to my five gallon bucket of water. Eight tablespoons of herb and three tablespoons of molasses. The molasses is the catalyst and it'll feed the bacteria. I'm gonna let this bubble for a bit while I mix my dry ingredients. I mix two cups of earthworm castings and half a cup of rose and flour mixed by Downer Earth. My ingredients are mixed thoroughly and funneled into an old sock. The sock is clipped to the side of my five gallon bucket. It's also suspended about halfway up. I keep the mix at room temperature and away from the sun. It takes about 12 hours for the tea to brew. 5 to 8 if you're using herb. Compost tea can be used as a drench to quickly add microbiology to your soil. It could also be used as a foliage spray to prevent pathogens from attacking the leaves. I like to use this mix at 100% concentration. I water with compost tea every 2 weeks. If you want to learn more about living organics, microbes and compost teas, check out a book called Teeming with Microbes. I left a link to the book and all the other materials used in the description section of this video. Day number 34 and we're on cruise control. The flowers continue to fill in. Not much to do but watch her grow. Day number 48. 
I started noticing the pistol turning colors a few days ago. The color change is a good indication that we're getting close to harvest. I probably have two or three more weeks left on this plant. This is the third time I grow the Afghan Kush and I know for sure this plant will go eight to nine weeks. I'll start checking the trichome colors for ripeness next week. Day number 54. I've been watering these plants with RO water daily. The leaves are starting to turn yellow because the plant is coming to the end of its life cycle. One more week before I harvest. Not really doing much right now, just waiting on this plant to finish. Day number 57. Cannabinoids are produced throughout the plant on glands called trichomes. These trichomes are what give the flowers their distinctive frosty look. They're also the most accurate visual indication that your plant is ready. This is because the glands actually change color throughout the plant's development. They're really small and sometimes hard to see clearly. You can use a jeweler's loop to get a good look at them. I recommend the jeweler's loop with the built-in LED light. I also left a link to the product in the description section of this video. The trichomes usually start off clear, but as the plant matures, these trichomes start to turn cloudy. If you let them go too long, they'll turn amber, and at this point, they're past their prime. I like to harvest my plants when most of the trichomes are cloudy. Day number 65, today is harvest day. I watered this plant five days ago with plain RO water. I let it run out till it ran clear. Before harvest, I let the soil dry a bit. On harvest day, I removed all the big fan leaves. So this plant's already been defoliated and it's ready to get hung up to dry. I cleaned up my grow room and hung up all my plants. Four Gilligan and one Afghan Kush. The Afghan Kush is the heaviest plant. I'm guessing it's gonna be six to eight ounces when it's dry. The first few days after I harvest, I know the humidity is gonna be out of control. This is because the plant's still wet and as it dries, it releases the moisture into the air. I'm gonna control the humidity with a dehumidifier. I'm using my autopilot as a controller. I set it to 50% humidity. I'm gonna try to keep this room at 70 degrees and about 50% humidity. I want these plants to dry slow. 10 to 14 days is perfect. Drying slow will allow the chlorophyll to completely break down. If the chlorophyll doesn't break down, my flowers may end up smelling like hay or wet grass. The plants were done in 10 days, but it took six hours to trim them all up. One Afghan plant yielded almost eight and a half ounces. The flowers smell like melon and lemon with hints of pine. It tastes very similar to what it smells like, except there's a little bit of earthiness to it. The Afghan Kush is a fun and easy plant to grow. She smells and tastes great. She's also a heavy producer. I'm pretty sure you can get some pounds out of her if you grow her outside. As always, I want to thank you for watching, commenting, and subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Don't forget to check out the links in the description. And if you like this video, click like. Peace.